Hello guys, how are you today? We thank God that you are here, here to uh, enjoy the Word of God with us. We are so excited that you are part of what we do, and we are a part of what God does. So thank you again for being here. We are so excited about the power that we gain through the 21-day fast. We haven't forgotten about that. Then the communion that we that we took on Sunday, it has been just a bevy of, 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 of great things that God is doing, and we're so excited that you are a part of them. So, tonight, it's no different. We are wanting to sit at the feet of God and just hear what he has to say to us tonight. So, without any further ado, I want to thank all of you for joining in. Thank all of you, even if you're a first-time visitor or guest, we are happy to have you. And so... Just get your paper, your pencil, what, however you take your notes, and let's just go at it. All right, let us bow our heads. Father, we thank you so much for the power that is going to be in this place. We thank you right now for your spirit, we, who is the teacher of the church. We thank you for the anointing of God that is able to remove every burden, destroy every yoke. Father, I ask you that you reach out into the lives of your people, and Father, and cause them to 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 hear the word of God. We know that your spirit can differentiate between one person and another, one care and another. So, Father, as we sit and we humble ourselves at your feet, we thank you right now for the amount of grace that you will bestow upon us. We thank you. Satan is bound. Every demonic entity is bound, and the atmosphere is demon-free. So we give you the praise. The honor and the glory, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. So again, uh, as we go into the night's word, I want you to listen intently for what is for you. One thing about the Spirit of God, He knows what you need. He also knows that you are not here by coincidence, but you are here by divine appointment. And he wants to say something to you. You know, he said, my sheep hear my voice and a stranger they will not follow. And that's the thing about God. He, 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 he knows what you need. And he said that his sheep will hear his voice. God is always talking. Did you know that? God is always speaking. Many times we miss him because we have so many other things that come in care to care, I mean, day-to-day -day things, uh, the cares of this life, you know, you have to get the children straight, you know, we're in a pandemic, we have all these other things, and it clouds us, and we can't hear him, but I want you to know God is always speaking, and if you can take the time to just relax a while, just pull away and get somewhere in a quiet atmosphere, that still small voice will speak to you. So, tonight... I want to talk to you uh, about coping with transitions. Coping with transitions. How many of you know that life is full of transitions? There are different kinds of transitions in our life. And one thing you need to know about transition, transition involves movement. It involves shift. It involves change. It sometimes involves relocation. But transition is inevitable. If your life is going to progress, it will always involve transition. Now, there 
positive transitions, such as a promotion, such as a new house, such as marriage. And I guess that depends on who you marry. <laughs> but but it's still, it involves, these are positive transitions. Then on the other hand, you have negative transitions. You know, the loss of a job, the loss of a loved one, the, 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 the loss of something dear to you. These are negative transitions. But you have to understand something here. Uh, the unknown in the course of these transitions usually is accompanied by anxieties, cares, sometimes fears, reluctance, apprehension. All of these things are associated with the unknown. And you know, many times it's because we don't see life like God sees them. How many of you know that the Bible says that he prophesied the end from the beginning? So for our tomorrow is to God, is to God today. He, he sees everything. And when we step outside of God, we find ourselves carrying all of these negative feelings that's associated with the unknown. Many of you have been there or you might be there now. You might be. And because of the transitions that we are living in today, you could very well be a part of this. It could be some things happening right now in your job, on your career, where it is, it is causing you to have to transition into an unknown place, somewhere that you haven't been before. And because of that, all of these things are associated with it. But let me tell you, you don't have to deal with that. You can overcome and you can walk in victory no matter what's unknown. It's as you rest in God. Once you rest in Him, then your tomorrow will become today. Why? Because you will be in faith. And the Bible says in Hebrews 11.1, 1, Now, faith is the substance. Then it will always be now because you will begin to take life one step at a time. When you try to reach into your future and figure out everything, sometimes what you bring back is those fears, those anxieties, worry, if you will. And these are things that you don't have to do. The Bible says take no worried thought for tomorrow. For tomorrow is sufficient of itself. You know, tomorrow will handle itself. It will take care of itself. But when you live in faith, it's always now. Now, I'm not demeaning uh, or, or, or de-evaluating planning. Planning is very, very important to progress. However, when you start receiving the worry, the cares, and all of these other things, you know you have stepped too far into your future. That's a sign. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like a check engine light. The check engine light comes on. It tells you there is something that's not right. So when you start feeling wary and you start feeling care, and the Bible says to be careful for nothing, but by everything, by prayer and supplication, with all thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. And then the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. The peace of God is an indicator because the Bible says in Colossians 3, 15, and I like the way the Amplifier says it, it says that uh, let the peace of God rule in your heart 
acting as an umpire, deciding with all finality any questions, concerns that may arise in your mind. So, you have to allow the peace of God to make the call. Are you listening? So, we're here we're talking about transition. Now, one thing you need to know. The difficulty level of transition, it often depends on how long you were in your previous state. <laughs> Let me say that again. The difficulty level of transition. Have you ever noticed some things you can transition very easily? But then there are other times you feel stuck. You feel like that it's hard to get in gear. You feel like that you can't see which way to go. You feel like I'm just what what's considered, and we hear this a lot, I'm at my wit's end. And that's a place that you really can't see. How do I go from here? Well, again, the difficulty level is often a direct response to how long you've been in your previous state. Are you listening to this? Now, uh, failing to make transition in due time can often be very, very costly. You know, God is a God of seasons. And things that happen in our lives are generally cyclic. According to Ecclesiastes, there's nothing that's been here that wasn't here before. And there's nothing that's coming tomorrow that is not here now. So saying that, and you know, in Ecclesiastes, the third chapter, talks about how there's a time to every season. God is seasonal in that when he deals with us, there are seasons. That's why the Bible says to be not weary in well-doing, uh, for you shall reap in due season. There are seasons in your life. Paul said it this way, I know how to abound and I know how to be abased. He said, I know, I have learned. It is a learned behavior. And when you have gone through so many cycles, so many seasons, and they are not familiar to you, then it's because maybe you haven't learned the things that you should have learned from the last season. Because many times they repeat themselves. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So, failing to make the transitions when it's time can be disastrous. It can cause untold frustrations. You know, it's like um, uh, 1 Chronicles chapter 12 around verse 32. We need to be more like the, 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 the men of Issachar. The Bible says that they knew what Israel ought to do in those times. They understood the times. And for us to understand the times, we have to become, uh, you know, wise. Are you listening? We have to become alert. We have to remember some of the lessons that we learned in some of the previous ordeals. And that in itself will begin to get us wisdom as to how to handle the next thing. Many times, some of the same old things catch us off guard. And it shouldn't be. We should learn. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So, they knew the times. Are you understanding the times that you are in right now? If you are in a difficult situation, 
Have you been there before? Have you seen this before? Have you experienced this before? Then it would behoove you to slow up enough to say, what did I learn out of this situation? How did I navigate through these tough seasons? And once you go back and reflect, many times you can gain the wisdom that you would need for your future endeavors. Are you listening? Now, let's continue to go forward. Uh, let's read, let's go to Exodus chapter 8. And I want to read something here, Exodus chapter 8. We're going to talk about coping with transition. And, you know, ironically, transition, sometimes you don't just move, you do have to cope with it. Transition can bring some challenges. And many times the, the enemy knows if I can't stop you from going forward, I will try to hold you still longer than you should be because that in itself will create issues. Are you listening? I hope you're hearing this tonight because I'm sure everyone is in some kind of transition. And are you listening? Now, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Moses here for a moment. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 8, verse 1, And the Lord spake unto Moses, Go unto Pharaoh, say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. Now, you have to look at this, and let's break it down. Let my people go, the Lord spoke this to Moses. And he said, let them go so that they may serve me. Now, this is important because there are some elements we want to look at here. Let the people go. I want to submit this to you. Many people I have seen try to attempt this. Did you know that before you can move forward, you first must be let go by something that has previously held you captive? In the case, it was Pharaoh, it was Egypt. But before they could be released, and many of you are here today trying to accomplish something in your future while you're still held captive by something in your past. Are you listening? It could be your past. It could be an unforgiveness that you may or may not have come to grips with. Are you listening? It could be um, a sin that's so easily, that does so easily beset you. It can be um, an unfruitful relationship. Something that you experienced in your past. And you're trying to go forward while you are still dragging something that's holding you back. Let my people go, he said to Pharaoh and to Egypt. Let them go so there is a purpose that they may serve me. In other words, there is something in your future that you have yet to see or accomplish, but it's something in your past that is holding you back from accomplishing that. 
It could be an old tendency, an old unfruitful habit. It could be some procrastination. It could be something that you have lived with all your life. And you're trying to go forward without releasing it. Let me tell you, if you don't let Ishmael go, Isaac will never benefit you. Are you listening? You must allow yourself to let Ishmael go or you will never experience Isaac. Also, there are certain things. Did you know that God will not show you as long as Lot is with you? There are certain things you will not see, will not accomplish, will not achieve as long as something in your past that God has told you over and over, you have to move on. God came to Samuel and he said, Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul saying that I have rejected him? Are you listening? Now get up, take a horn of oil, and anoint thyself and go to Jesse's house. You can't go to Jesse's house as long as you are still mourning over Saul. Are you listening? God has moved on. He wants you to move on with him. But you're holding something that's dear to you and is of no benefit to God or his purpose or his plan. And he is saying to you over and over, you must let this go before I can show you anything else. You think you're waiting on God, and God is waiting on you to release something, to let go. He said that they may serve me. So, in summarizing this, people, they transition or people do, they transition, but instead of transitioning to something, they find that they are only running from something. There is movement, and there is a deception that this is transition. It is in a way, but it won't accomplish anything because you are not going to something you're running from something. And as long as you're running from something, your focus is behind you. Your focus is on spilled milk. Your focus is on something that you've lost, something that is now of no value to you whatsoever. You cannot go back and recover this. It's not something that you can do over. So you are still focusing in the past. Paul said, forget those things that are behind you. Look to the things that are before and press toward the mark. Are you listening? For the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So our attention, God is trying to get us to do, is to turn around, shift and focus, keeping your eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of your faith. Are you listening to me? So you can never progress or achieve while you are running from something in hopes of going to something. The Bible says no man can serve two masters. So whatever is still holding you hostage from your future is mastering you. You know, you ask a lot of people, do you have a master's? <laughs> yes. Something in your past is your master. And you cannot serve God effectively as long as something behind you is bigger than what's in front of you. Are you listening?
Now, I hope you're getting something out of this. The children of Israel, there was a process. And I want you to listen to this because it will be significant. The children of Israel had to go from Egypt to the wilderness, then to the promised land. From Egypt to the wilderness to the promised land. Now, <laughs> Egypt, again, we just defined, was something in your past that was holding you. Now, let's talk about the wilderness. The wilderness represents that in-between place. It represents that hard place, that proverbial rock and hard place. It represents the place that your faith is being tested. Why? Because productivity appears to be very low. Productivity, achievement, seems to be distant. You don't see much in the wilderness there's not much growing in the wilderness. There's not much, um, it's really not the scenic route. There's nothing to see in the wilderness. However, if you remember, he said, let them go so that they might serve me. Many people think that God was only uh, concerned about them serving him in the promised land. That's what people say. If I ever hit it big, I'm just going to love the Lord. If I ever, if my ship ever come in, and instead of your ship, your ship is not coming in, you're sitting, you're like, you're like an oldest friend, you're sitting on the dock of the bay wasting time. Because if you don't send one out, one will not come in. This is the thing. And this is what I want you to understand. God said, let him come to serve me. And we think that it's only when we get in the promised land, are we not only fit to serve God, but we are capable of serving God. But you got to understand, here is the, the point. In the wilderness is where you are taught how to serve God. See, when you come from a taskmaster like Pharaoh, the only thing that you respond to is pressure. There's a lot of people in the body of Christ right now that will not move forward unless they are pressed. That's, that's, that's a slave mentality that has not been converted in the wilderness. See, in the wilderness is where you learn how to serve God. It's where you perfect your skill. It's where you learn the voice of God. All of this is in the wilderness. So this is not the place to see a lot. This is not a place for it to be scenic. This is not a place for you to enjoy. This is a place for you to prepare. Are you listening? This is the place to familiarize yourself. This is the place to, I think it's Job 22 and 21, says acquaint now thyself with, with the Lord. This is where you acquaint yourself with the Lord. We break right out of Egypt and we try to serve the Lord the way we remembered when we was in Egypt. And that's why people now are only moved by pressure. People won't, uh, they don't plan unless they pressure. They won't progress unless they pressure. They won't uh, uh, save unless they pressure. That's the thing that got us 
saved is pressure. Now, you know as well as I do, none of us just came to the Lord because we were just tired of sin. Don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. You were not tired of sin. You were not tired of how when you used to drink and you 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 got high. You, you were not tired of that. You came to God because the pressure usurped authority over your enjoyment. <laughs> you know that's right. Now, let's just all be honest here. I'm just hanging up my sinful boots because, you know, no, you didn't. Your boots got knocked off. <laughs> Are you looking? I'm telling you, we know this to be true. So, this is the place where you learn God's voice. People are right now in the wilderness, and that's why many people remain lost in the wilderness, because they never were able to understand God's voice. They never took the time to acquaint themselves with the voice of God. My sheep know my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 28, the stranger that is within thee will get above thee very high, and thou shalt be brought very low. That's because we still don't recognize the voice of God, and we are following the stranger. Many people are led by the stranger. Many people during the pandemic, the stranger had a great opportunity to come in and snuff a lot of people out because they no longer heard the voice of God. And the longer church service wasn't every week in the building where you could be seen, they got further and further and further and further away from God until now all you that still small voice is not always God anymore. Now that still small voice is some of his people. Because it's so far away. And all you can hear is, help. Are you listening? Are you listening, guys? You got to understand. I, I want you to get this. In the wilderness, many times we get frustrated. Many times we... We, 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 we get overwhelmed. But never forget, the wilderness is not your destination. It's not. If you go back and study the children of Israel, one thing the wilderness will do, and it has done to a lot of people, it will rekindle. Listen, let, look, let me read something first. Let me read something. I want, you to, I want you to go to Exodus chapter 16. Remember, you won't see a lot of achievements and a lot of things in the wilderness because don't, don't, don't think that that's the place you're supposed to be getting the brass ring. Not, not in the wilderness. That's where the work is. Now, Exodus 16, I'm going to show you something really quickly and we'll move on. Exodus 16. Ah. Uh, Let's look at verse 2. The whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. Now, this is the place that you need a fall guy. Most of the time, it comes out to be your leader. You murmur against the person that, 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 that is trying to keep you in the right place. Now, let's continue. And the verse 3. And the children of Israel said unto, the, unto them, 
would to God that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the flesh pots. See, that was wrong. That was the problem right there, the flesh pots. <laughs> we won't talk about that. I know some of you right now are really going out there, but he said when we sat by the flesh pots <laughs> and when we did eat bread to the full, and he said, for you have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Now, this is the thing that you have to be very careful about the wilderness. When you're in that place where you don't, it's not scenic. When you're in that place where you're frustrated. When you're in that place where you're weary. When you're in that place that you're looking around for something and you can't see it. When you're in that place... If you study the children of Israel, the wilderness is more often enough will rekindle your desire to return to Egypt. It will rekindle. That desire you had when you left on a high hand, when you was excited about Jesus, when you were so glad about Jesus, if Jesus don't do nothing else for me, I am saved. Oh, I'm saved, and that's all I want in life. You said that until you got out in the wilderness and you stopped seeing stuff. Then you said, oh, Bishop done brought me out here to die. Oh, if I would have just died in Egypt, I'd have been all right. And most people rekindle their desire. And they hear their navigation, their spiritual navigation system say, make a U-turn at the first exit. <laughs> and they turn around and they go back. Are you listening? Now, let's continue to read because I'm going to bring this thing home. Uh, you got to remember, <clears throat> as I stated before, the, the wilderness is not your destination but your preparation. This is where most people, and, 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 and let, me, let me say this. When we talk about preparation, I'm going to get ahead of myself and say this. But if you don't allow, man, should I say it now? No, just, just hang on for a minute. Because I, I just kind of, I sense maybe right now might not be the time to say this, but I am going to say it. Trust me, I am going to say it. Uh, Moses learned in Pharaoh's house. That was not his destination. That was his initiation. All right, what you're going through right now might be, is, is not your destination. It could very well be your initiation. It's trying to prepare you for something greater. Moses learned in Pharaoh's house. And the Bible says that, uh, and, and see, Moses learned in Egypt. And Egypt was top dog. Egypt was the, uh, I guess, it was the superpower of that day. Egypt was. Moses learned and had the finest education that could be offered. He learned in Pharaoh's house. He came from somewhat of a slave background and was immediately transitioned into top dog status. Are you listening? 
to what I'm saying. But now, this is what you need to understand here. You know, he was educated. There's nothing wrong with education. Because all educated people are wise, but not all wise people are educated. And Moses learned at the highest institute. But now, remember, you know the story. This was not where Moses was to stop. Because the day that he was hanging out and he saw one of the Egyptians beating one of his brethren, Moses was transitioned again. And Moses was then found on the backside of a mountain herding sheep. Are you listening? Until the voice of the burning bush came and said to him, Moses, I have chosen you to go back. See, now you know all of the ins and outs. You know all of the culture of the people. I was preparing you to send you back. God is preparing you where you are right now, the place you think is so difficult. God is trying to prepare you in order to live above that, to become familiar with the ways of what's going on. So when those seasons roll around again, you can hit the ground running. Many people turn their nose up at, at being educated in life, educated spiritually, educated by seasons, only to continue to repeat the same mistakes over and over and over. A lesson that's not learned is a, is, is a lesson repeated. Now, let's look at this. Moses, uh, uh, Moses had to transition from a slave. He went to the highest institute, and then he was back out on the mountain as a shepherd. Then he was transitioned back as a deliverer. Are you listening? Now, your in-between season is a time for you to be prepared. This is what God is doing with you right now. In the first chapter of Joshua, here is a young leader about to take, uh, uh, ex take the place of an experienced leader, which was Moses. And at this time of his transition, he felt feelings of uh, being inadequate, being incapable, being ill-equipped because he knew he had big shoes he had to fill. But then God told him, as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. Are you listening? God is telling you, while you are out here intimidated by your progress, he's telling you, I am with you. I'll go before you. I'll make the cricket, cricket places straight. God has got you. That's what you need to get. God has got you. Yes, it's unfamiliar ground. Yes, it's somewhere you've never walked before. God has got you. Are you listening to me? Now, let me close. So next is the promised land. You need to understand something. To every area, atmosphere, or environment, there is a code of conduct that is required to enter 
or to remain in that environment. When you are promoted, when you are finally to that promised land, to your destination that God had promised you in your life, there is a code of conduct that is required for you to enter that new phase of life and to remain in it. The very minute you get into that, that atmosphere and get too comfortable and begin to drop your guard and stop working it out, you will be expelled out of that environment. Now, let's go to Exodus 34. Let me read something to you. Uh, just uh, Exodus 34. Now, uh, I want you to, I want you to take a minute here to look at, look at something here. Um, where do I want to begin reading? Exodus 34. Let's look at verse, I think 12 is a good place. Now, as the children of Israel were about to go into this land flowing with milk and honey, this land, this, this place I've been trying to get to, this place that I have worked myself to get here. God had to give them a prerequisite. God had to give them a code of conduct that had to be that, that, that had to be or was required for them to hold to in order to stay in Canaan. Listen to verse 12. Take heed to thyself, lest thou make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land whither thou goest, lest it be for a snare in the midst of thee. But you shall destroy their altars and break their images, cut down their groves. But thou shalt worship no other gods, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. Or else you'll end up making a covenant with the inhabitants of the land and go a-whoring after their gods and do sacrifices unto their God, and one call thee and now eat of his sacrifice. In other words, he is saying, if you don't take the precautionary measures, when you finally get to this place that you are transitioning to, you won't stay there. I see it a lot of times. People that started out with you are nowhere to be found because they did not maintain the intensity required in order for them to keep the blessing of God. They didn't earn the blessing of God, but you had to qualify for the blessing of God. That's why the Bible says throughout the Bible, if, if, Deuteronomy 28, verse 1, if thou will, will, will obey these commandments, which I command thee this day, and, 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 and it tells you all of the blessings will come upon you. In verse 15 of verse 28, if thou will not hearken unto the voice of the Lord, uh, 28, 15. If thou will not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God and observe to do all of his commandments which I command thee this, this, this day, all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee and overtake thee. These curses will overtake those blessings. Joshua 1 and 8. Let not the book of this law depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night and observe to do according to all that is written therein. Then... Conditionally, then will you make your way prosperous and deal wisely with all the affairs of this life. What he's saying is, when you get to this place that God is transitioning you, you must continue to keep your intensity. People get these promotions on their jobs and sit down. 
They don't, they don't hunger to, to continue to represent God. It's then they want to be represented. Are you listening? Are you listening? I got the clothes. I got the clothes. In your trans, uh, transition, God will always give you a word, a code of conduct to excel in an unfamiliar place. If you're in an unfamiliar place right now, you qualify for God to speak to you. He's wanting to show you how to navigate successfully. Now, don't become comfortable. Stay focused. Stay humble. And this is the most important. Remain teachable. If I've never seen an issue with believers... Is that once believers get $2 and two suits and two cars, you can't teach them anything. You know as well as I do that when you're in the body of Christ, there's always something you don't know and there's always somebody who knows it. You must remain teachable. The Bible says a wise man will hear and increase learning. But a fool despises wisdom. It's always something to learn. You are in transition and you must cope with transition. Transition is there to benefit you. But transition can overthrow you as well. So there are some people who are overcome by poverty. There are some people who are overcome by success. Nevertheless, it's transition. And God... Is telling you, I will teach you. He said it, I will teach you to prosper. So, no matter where you are on, on the totem pole, no matter where you are spiritually, there is progress to be had, but if it's not had God's way, you won't maintain it. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So, remain humble. Remain teachable. Father, we thank you for those that are here tonight. We thank you that they've heard the word. I know that you have spoken into their spirit. Right now, Father, they already see their goals. They already see what you have ordained for them. Lord, as they continue to listen to you, you will teach them to profit. We give you the praise, honor, and glory that they cannot be stopped. Father, for if the Lord be for us, no one, or no thing can successfully be against them. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, I'm telling you, visitors, hey, come. Partner with us. If you're a guest, partner with us. Maybe you're a member somewhere else. Partner with us. If the word is being a blessing to you, just say, hey, I just want to be a part of what God is doing, and I just want to support what God is doing. So, hey, we invite you. And if you are out there and you don't have a place, hey, come, hang out with us. Be a part of what God is doing. Get under our covering so that we can continue to keep you lifted up in prayer. Amen. So, until we see you again on Sunday, whatever you do, whenever you do it, however you do it, and for God knows how long you do it, you will be transitioning. So, while you're doing it, just... Keep it real.